is news from heaven. What enchantments are? Wait, enchantments? Isn't that like the Lord of the Rings or your Dungeons and Dragons? Is that real? Aren't these guys like sort of rational-ish spiritual? Are they really going to talk about enchantments? Stakes are high, but they're actually even higher than that. Because what this show is really about is your mind and my mind and how we can moment to moment have a better go of things than we often do. Because I don't think we really should have to settle for the winds of the day, the mind current, just serving up uh, whatever it wants to. Hey, guess what? You remember that time when you did this thing that was embarrassing? I'm going to remind you of this all day. Hey, I really am going to replay this argument that you had over and over again in your head. And this, I'm going to make you think you can't be happy with what you have. All that stuff. We deserve better than that. And they're actually... The better than that is sitting right there, and it's the truth, and it's real. It's just this illusion we got to clear out. And every piece we learn about it should help just clear just a little bit more, a little bit more. So let's see what enchantments can do for us. And we're looking here at the book of Revelation. Because if you're going to add the intense, magic-y stuff, just layer it all on top of each other. This is Swedenborg talking about Revelation 9 verse 21. Now this is not, in, if you actually go into this book, these are not right back to back, but this is up a few pages, but we put it here so you'll know what we're talking about. We did you a solid. No, don't, don't worry about it. It's just a favor from us to you. And you can do me a favor. Forgive me for that arrow. Yeah, that's an arrow. And they did not repent of their murders or their enchantments. Other translations have sorcery or their sexual immorality or their thefts. Got it. Don't kill people. I've got it. I should have repented. I shouldn't do that. Okay, I get you can harm people through sexual misconduct. You shouldn't steal things, but I'm sorry. Enchantments? We didn't apologize for our enchantments? What are we talking about here? And is it just, uh, you know, like that movie, the 90s movie, The Craft? Or is it something that's applicable to you, even if you don't have Ouija board? I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Let's see what's in here. Since no one today knows what is meant by enchantments, we will briefly say what they are. Here we go. He's getting right to it. Enchantments are just above in place of the eighth commandment of the Decalogue. You shall not bear false witness. For mentioned, there are three other prohibited evils, namely murders, sexual immorality, and thefts. Oh, yeah. I thought I recognized that list somewhere. We got our... You know, most infam famous life instructions of all time, the Ten Commandments, I think of all time. It's got to be top two or three. And yeah, this stuff all is in that list, but enchantments is not there. And curiously, it's in the place of false witness. To bear false witness, because what's the deeper meaning of all this? Because even on the surface, sure, maybe we're not doing that, but are there more subtle layers that permeate human behavior that we can be... Sort of like, uh, yeah, you've got to have enough protein or carbohydrates, but these micronutrients that you just need a little bit of, and if you don't have them, to bear false witness means, in the natural sense, to act as a false witness. Cover doesn't lie. To lie and defame, and in the spiritual sense, here we go. So we had a natural sense, act as false witness. Okay, you can't do that. These things nest on top of each other. You cannot act, you can't act as a false witness, lie and defame. You can't, yeah, if you're doing that, it doesn't matter what subtle spiritual stuff, you can't be doing that. 
right? But then that stuff rests on top of, in the spiritual sense, it means to convince and persuade that falsity is true and that evil is good. Okay, so this has reference to, you know, the external circumstances. Just report the external circumstances accurately. But when we get into the spiritual sense, we're starting to talk about particularly, then in the spiritual sense, it's all about which direction are you going up towards what's true and good or down towards what's false and evil. So you need to be directing people there and really in the negative sense, not introducing people that into things that are against what's true and what's good. Okay? It is apparent from this that to practice enchantment means symbolically to persuade someone of falsity and thus to destroy the truth. Okay. So we've done, the dynamic has changed here. Because in one sense, if you were like, hey, wait a second, I was expecting something a little more like, you know, how, how do I draw a spell? Like, this is a magical spell. That's, yeah, that's a magical. I wanted something like this with like smoke coming out of it. And it's like, oh, you had to like put a circle around it and there's magic symbols on it. Where's that going to go? So that crowd is a little bit upset right now. I'd say, hold on, because we're going to get somewhere cool. But then on the other side, we definitely have this, oh, yeah, everyday life. Everyday life. How does it apply to you and me? Persuade someone of falsity and thus to destroy the truth. People are enchanted. All this stuff here that was just going at us in the mind. When we're in this state, when we believe all that stuff and we're ruminating on negative things and everything in life is about these sort of talking points that hell is trying to put in there, we're enchanted. Because as we said, the truth is right here, but we can't see it and we can't feel it. So all the falsities we have enchant us. And that's a cool way to put it. It's a cool way to think about it. So what we need to not do is enchant somebody else. Don't put something in their mind that blocks their reception of what's actually true and good, right? Okay, but then let's see how this all went down among ancient peoples. The practice of enchantments existed among ancient peoples and they were accomplished in three ways. Okay, here we go. First, they would keep someone else's hearing and thus his mind continually focused on their words and declaration without let up on any part of them, while at the same time inspiring and instilling their thought then through their breathing, coupled with the affection and the tone of their discourse with the result that the hearer could not form any thought of his own. That sounds like a spell. So Swedenborg is saying that there actually were people, he's saying in ancient times, I don't know if people can still do this, that you can somehow manipulate somebody's consciousness. Don't, and don't pick the, don't, don't look at this and say, oh, how can I do that? Oh, there's number one, there's number two. You're not supposed to do it. You'll get in big trouble. I don't think there's any danger of that with how nonspecific this is, but they would keep someone else's mind focused on their words and declaration. There was the, the breathing the affection, something about the affection, something about the tone. And what does it do? The hearer couldn't form any thought of their own. Thus would speakers of falsehood forcibly infuse their falsities. So here we go. Everybody's happy because the people who wanted a spell, you've got to spell. Like this, like sort of chanting and it's like the snake in the jungle book. The eyes. You know, 
Trust in me, just in me. Close your eyes. And the people who want it just to be regular life, we're talking we're talking about something we can understand. Sure, they got to it in an intense way, but what it is is it's confusing people. It's getting people to believe something that's not true. Hey, do you have relatives right now or people that you know who you are convinced are under an enchantment? And I'm just talking about maybe they have ideas about the way the world is or about politics or some analogous argument we can have. And you think they are so being controlled by their source of information, some kind of social media or website or news. And you just feel like, gosh, I just can't talk to them anymore. Because when I'm trying to talk to them, all that hits me is that falsity that's in their mind. They are completely wrapped up in the falsity. So it could be modern day we have new techniques. We know that if we pair certain emotions together or we deliver things with certain graphics on them, not that we're doing that in this show, not that this is all to get you to believe what we're saying, but it's just interesting to think about these, these ancient persuasion techniques, modern persuasion techniques. The takeaway is don't break that commandment. Look at how dire this is. Revelation, they didn't repent of all murders thefts and this. It's just as bad to ruin somebody's mind. Why? Because when we come here and do this show, every day we're talking about how we're trying to clear up these clouds so that the truth can come in. If if you're introducing more junk here for someone, this thwarts the primary aim of God, which is to free us because the truth, everybody's birthright, just how things really are, the, the, like the sun streaming down. It's like we're like a little plant under a box that is starving for photons. And what we deserve is just the, what we should have is the box is just gone. It's not like some special place. Plants deserve the sun. We deserve the truth. So don't step over and shade anybody out. It's just rude. Okay, let's see where else we go. Second, oh, but these people go on. There's more that they do. Second, they would infuse persuasion, which they would do by keeping the mind from anything contrary and by keeping it intent only on the idea of what they were saying. Okay, so they don't allow what's contrary. And you know what's interesting, which is occurring to me now, is again, this shows us a bit of the nature of evil versus good. Yeah, sure, there's a lot of differences, but I want to say evil is constrictive, whereas good is expansive. And what's coming to mind immediately around this is that Swedenborg talks about how in the spiritual world, in heaven, when any truth is being introduced, I don't need to draw this, when any truth is being introduced, right? So angels are telling you something great, that sun is coming in, always the counter idea is made available so that the angels aren't just doing this same process, but with good stuff. Here, you've got to believe us. We're so shiny. We have so much love. Always people are given both sides so that they can freely make the truths their own. That actually, if you don't have that option, things just become uh, lifeless and two-dimensional. Swedenborg describes it like a statue versus a person. Because that's and that's not how a healthy mind, uh, that's not how a mind can absorb something healthily. So angels will always take care to give us that freedom. Whereas evil doesn't care at all that restriction of thought 
is a hallmark of evil. I could, I guess there could be a situation where you've got to temporarily keep someone from going to destructive places in their mind. I got it. But in general, evil is all about, you have to do this. So watch out. If you have anybody saying like, this is what God thinks and you have to do exactly this and I'm going to crush you if you don't. That's not the way goodness is. Just saying. It's not the way goodness is. It could be you've got something, but if it smells like a duck. Thus, the spiritual atmosphere of one person's mind dispelled the spiritual atmosphere of another person's mind and suffocated it. The aura of one person replaces the aura of another. This was the spiritual witchcraft that magicians once employed, and they called it overcoming and binding the intellect. This kind of enchantment was an enchantment of the spirit or thought only, whereas the first kind was an enchantment of the mouth or speech as well. Swedenborg does say there's like, there is kind of magic. It seems like he indicates, he often talks about it as something in the past, but he's saying that there was what we think of now as magic. Why I could make all these pop culture references to magic is that there is something like that. It's something that occurs within the systems of life. It's a u- abusive correspondences. So it's not just magic, magic. Like you could break down the mechanics of how it works, but I'm just saying Swedenborg gives you a picture of life that accounts for all this stuff that pops up, all these different religious traditions. He says how these fit in and where their value is, even stuff like magic. Why is there so much of it in the public consciousness? There is a reason and there's roots in it. I just love it. It's this expansive map that all your pre-existing stuff does fit into. Third, oh yeah, in case you want one more. A hearer would keep his mind so firmly in his own opinion that he would almost close his ears to hearing anything of what someone else was saying. He would accomplish this by holding his breath and sometimes by a tacit muttering and thus by a continual denial of his adversary's opinion. This kind of enchantment was practiced by people listening to others while the first two kinds were practiced by people speaking to others. So all sort of forms of mind control, mind restriction. These three kinds, yeah, what's the context here? These three kinds of enchantment were practiced among ancient peoples and are still practiced among spirits in hell. Oh, remember I called these dark clouds hell, right? Because Swedenborg says that all the negativity that's coming streaming into the mind actually is from people who have lived an evil life and are now in the spiritual world and want to continue being evil. That's what hell is. That's what evil spirits are. So... If you never meet a magician in this world who tries to do that and talk to you, just know that's the way hell operates. So if you're ever feeling these patterns of your own mind, and I'm sure you've never, ever, ever felt this, your own mind is trying to force you to, to think about something, or it's trying to force you to ruminate on something, or trying to restrict all the possibilities of life to like, you are defined by this one thing, and you've failed in this one way, and you're nothing, and you're miserable. You know what that is? It's probably crap because it's hell and hell is falsity. That's the way falsity interacts. Rare is it that if ever something that's actually good and true would sit there and hammer on you and say, you have to acknowledge this. How many people walk around devastated by this narrative that they believe is the truth coming through to them? It's probably not. You know, it's just, it's just, uh, People trying to shove that box over your plant. Do you remember that metaphor I made earlier? It's just hell. That's how hell is. In the case of people in the world, however, only the third kind remains. And this among people who have affirmed themselves in falsities of religion out of conceit of their own intelligence. Okay. So there's still people at, in 17, 
something something when this was published. Yeah, I'm a Swedenborger expert. Who could do the third kind when the first two kinds aren't around? Doesn't mean they haven't come back. How would I know? For when these people hear contrary views, they do not admit them any further into their thought than to superficial contact. And then they emit from the inner recesses of their mind a kind of fire which consumes those views, of which the other person knows nothing beyond the indications of the facial expression and tone of voice in reply, if the enchanter does not contain that fire, that is, the anger of his conceit, by hiding it. I don't know, man. People on YouTube can seem pretty convinced of their views. I feel like we'll go through and do this very long, drawn-out, trying to be open and logical and, and hands-off explanation of a topic, and you'll just get these comments that are like, repeat my dogma point that's against you guys. Like, no, the, Jesus said, Bible says, it could be there, right? But it is tough, right, in religion or politics or whatever to come up against something that seems like it's not even interested in listening to you. This kind of enchantment today causes truths not to be accepted, and in many cases, not to be understood. Now, here I am sniping out at people in the world, like, oh, this person's like this, this person's like that. It all comes back to us. That's the only place we can really know that there's progress to be made. Enchantments causes truth not to be accepted, and in many cases, not to be understood. So what I would say, the takeaway is, where are we enchanted in our own minds? Where do we potentially have a false view of life overshadowing everything? And can we, and that's hard to guard against because you never know, but can we just, knowing that that exists, knowing that falsities can completely bewitch you and keep you out of reality, and it's that we may, may not know, just to keep this little light on in our, or a little notification on in our spiritual smartphone that says, hey, I may be wrong about this. I may be seeing this differently, and particularly all the stuff that's making you miserable. Oh, this may not be as true as it says, because if we can keep that openness, I think that's just a little crack that can let the light in. And once the light's getting in, that will pry all this stuff off. Because believe me, heaven is looking to get you out of this, because there's a much better, happier view of life to be had here. And that is exactly what you're destined for. So, looking forward to you getting all filled up by the truth and being completely surrounded by the opposite of whatever enchantment is. And that's what enchantments are, and that's the news from heaven. How'd it go? How'd you like it? Is that something? Can we go out and talk about that stuff and you come away with something useful for your life? If so, leave a comment, let us know. Support the program, otle.cosvox.com. This is a not-for-profit. You do that, we keep going, we expand, we reach more people. Thank you to everyone who is supporting. Thanks for letting me do this news from heaven. This is an honor and a privilege, and I can't believe you made it to the end. You watch, you're still watching. I'm obviously doing my lead out. You're still watching. Man, you're awesome. Well, you're very polite anyway. <laughs> Hope that was of use to you. Talk to you soon.